Baldwin Investigations. I run that Boston-based detective agency that my dad started many years ago. Now that dad is retired, it's up to me and my mom Gladys to keep this place in the black. I've seen a lot of strange things in my time here, and I never know what the next knock on the office door is going to bring. I'm Jim Nolan, Private Eye. Misfits Audio presents The Trial, Episode 22 of Jim Nolan, Private Eye. Order. I will have order in my court. Order! We are in the courtroom of Judge Thomas Haber. Judge Haber has taken his seat and instructed an impeccably dressed older man with salt and pepper hair to proceed with his opening statement. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my name is Bennett Parker, and I am the attorney representing the family of the late Michael Harrigan. All of you are about to participate in a great undertaking, a trial by jury. You will hear arguments, counter-arguments, and testimony. You will see exhibits integral to reconstructing the events of that fatal evening. Every available fact will be laid before you so you can make an informed decision. I will be a participant in bringing those facts to light. By the end of this trial, I will prove to you, beyond any shadow of doubt, that the late Michael Harrigan was wantonly murdered by the defendant seated at that table, Mr. Jim Nolan. Order! Order! Jim Nolan, a murderer? Impossible, you say? Then why is he on trial? What evidence has convinced the authorities that Jim may be guilty? When we return, we'll learn who the deceased man was and why Jim is in custody in episode 22 of Jim Nolan, Private Eye, The Trial. We now return to the courtroom of Judge Haber. Jim has been called to the stand by the prosecuting attorney, Bennett Parker. Jim's attorney, Harlan Stewart, along with Gladys, watches the proceedings intently. So help you God. So help me God. You may sit down, Mr. Nolan. Please state your full name for the record. Jim Nolan. Um, uh, James Michael Nolan. And your place of employment? Nolan Investigations on Devonshire Street. And what do you do there? I'm a private investigator. I see. You find the truth. Uphold the law? I do. Then isn't it ironic that you're here today? Objection! Sustained. Mr. Parker, need I remind you that Mr. Nolan's guilt has not been proven? Of course, Your Honor. Forgive me. You are here to adjudicate a case, not to make assumptions. That last question will be stricken from the record. Proceed. Uh, Mr. Nolan, may I call you Jim? My friends call me Jim. You can stick with Mr. Nolan. <laughs> Touché, Mr. Nolan. What was your relationship with the late Michael Harrigan? 
We were good friends ever since childhood. When did you first meet him? It was back when we were both um, nine, I think. His family moved into the neighborhood. How you doing? Okay. I'm Mike Harrigan. Jimmy Nolan. Those are some neat army men you have there. Thanks. This one is Sergeant Carruthers. He saved the whole platoon only yesterday. No kidding? Well, I'm pretending he did. Yeah, I kind of figured. What are you doing here? My family's moving in down the street. Which house? Number 24. Old man Ehrlich's place, huh? What happened to him? He died a couple of years ago. He was really old. I think he was 50. Wow. You know, I've got some army men, too. Go get them. We can play war. I can't right now. They're in a box in the moving van. Why? All my stuff is in boxes. My pop packed it up when we moved from our apartment. That's too bad. I could probably get them tomorrow. By then, we should be all unpacked. Cool. Bring them by. Are there any other kids in your family? Just my big sister, Elaine. She's a teenager. She's into that lovey-dovey stuff. Ick. Do you have any brothers or sisters? No, it's just me and my parents. What does your dad do? He's a detective. Like in the movies? I guess. I don't see many detective movies. I like the monster ones. Like Frankenstein. Yeah, they're cool. Are there any other kids in the neighborhood? Some, but they're all girls. That's too bad. Most of them are okay. For girls. Trudy Williams is pretty cool. You'll like her. Her dad works for the electric company. Sometimes he takes us for rides way up high in his bucket truck. Sounds neat. I better get going. Already? My dad told me to get out of his hair for five minutes. And I think time's about up. He'll need my help getting all those boxes in the house. You gonna come back tomorrow with those army men? Sure thing. I'll look for them first chance I get. This porch is like home base. It's good to play war on. Just be careful you don't let anything slip through these cracks. If you do, it's gone for good. Gentlemen. In view of the time, this court will now adjourn for lunch. Mr. Parker, are you done questioning the defendant? No, Your Honor, I am not. Very well. Questioning will continue upon reconvening. You may step down, Mr. Nolan. Court is in recess until 1.30 p.m. Well done, Jim. That bit about my friends call me Jim, genius. The jury loved it. Thanks, but I'd rather be found innocent of Mike's death than get points for being clever. You'll be cleared, son. I hope so. Where are Dad and Lieutenant Carmichael? Oh, they're on their way to the Dennisport Beach House Mike rented. Walter's friends with a big shot in the PD down there. Great. If anybody can pull the pieces of this puzzle together, it's them. Lieutenant Phil Hart, 
meet Albert Nolan. A pleasure, sir. Likewise. Phil's dad and I went to the academy together. It's a thrill to meet you, Mr. Nolan. As a boy, I followed your cases in PI Magazine. I never missed an issue. I'm flattered. When it started getting tough to find on the newsstands, I gave my mom some of my Christmas money, and she wrote me out a check for a subscription. I still have some of the copies at home. You're very kind, Lieutenant. Well, we'd like to get a look inside the house now. Of course. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not every day you get to meet... Well, follow me, please. I understand a neighbor heard the gunshot and called the police. That's right. Angela Cosby. She lives in the blue house next door. Could we talk with her later? I don't see why not. She's been very cooperative. Sergeant Tate? Coming, sir. Tate was one of the two officers who answered the call. Yes, sir. Sergeant, this is Lieutenant Carmichael of the Boston PD and Albert Nolan. Gentlemen. Do you have those pictures? Yes, sir. Right here. Thanks. Uh, you can get back to what you were doing. Good day, gentlemen. Tate took these upon arriving here. That's Jim, all right. He was found on that couch, out like a light. Uh, the gun was in his right hand, and it was still warm. Uh, Mr. Harrigan's body was on the floor. There was one slug missing from the gun's magazine and a bullet of the same caliber in the body. Did anyone think to analyze the bullet's path? Yes. Very close range. And on an incline. It's consistent with... And excuse me, please, Mr. Nolan. It's consistent with having been shot by someone lying down on that very couch. Doesn't make any sense. Jim and Mike were good friends. I remember the day the Harrigans moved out of the old neighborhood. Joe Harrigan. Nice guy. He's gone now. Landed a plum job with this company, but the family had to relocate to Texas. It broke Jim's heart. Did Jim and Mike stay in touch? Off and on. I don't remember there ever being a harsh... What is it? Lieutenant, you said Sergeant Tate took these pictures when he got here. Right. So no one had touched a thing? Well, of course not. Look on the table beside the couch. What do you see? Uh, an empty beer bottle. So Jim and Mike were having some beers together and reminiscing. There's only one empty besides Jim. My boy's not a big drinker, but he's not a lightweight either. But he was out cold on the couch. And your men woke him. After taking the snapshots, yes. How was he when he came to? Mm, tired. But not drunk. Al, what are you getting at? Did your men search the house, the trash, for any empties? They did. They found the one on the table and the three on the floor. And there was one bottle of the same brand in the fridge, unopened. Iraq? That's right. A six-pack. Between the beers out here and the one in the fridge... You've accounted for five of the six. Jim would not get drunk on one beer. And drunk or sober, he's no murderer. He had absolutely no reason to kill Mike Harrigan. Well, who's to say that Mr. Harrigan didn't have a beer while waiting for your son to arrive? Was the empty bottle in the trash? Well, no. Anywhere in the house? Not that we found. What could a bottle of beer have to do with this. You never know. It could mean everything. What can I get for you, ma'am? Large coffee, please. Black and strong. Coming right up. What would you like, lady? Large coffee. 
two sugars. Okay. Susan. Gladys. Here you go, lady. Black and strong. Thank you. The register's right over there. Next, please. Sue, can... Can we talk? I never had the chance to tell you how sorry I am. Thank you. This whole thing is a... a nightmare. More for some of us than others. You don't really believe that Jim... I can't wrap my head around it. But it must have happened. The evidence the police... Sue? Jim was there, Gladys. The gun in his hand. And my boy... was... was... What reason could Jim have had? They were drinking. Maybe he was drunk. Even if he were drunk... I don't know. I don't. God, I just want to wake up. Please, let me wake up. Sue, Jim didn't kill your son. Then who did? Albert and Walter Carmichael are looking into that right now. Gladys, I... I'm sorry. But I can't. Goodbye. Please, don't go. I don't want to think about how this happened anymore. My son is dead. And yours is alive. That's all I know. You understand you are still under oath, Mr. Nolan. I do, Your Honor. Mr. Parker, you may continue your examination. Mr. Nolan, before this court recessed for lunch, uh, you were telling us how you first met the late Michael Harrigan, how he and his family moved into your neighborhood. Did your friendship continue for much longer? Definitely. We went through high school together. Jim! There you are! I thought you weren't going to show. Me? Miss the school dance? No way! You here with Trudy? Yeah, she's over there getting some punch. Are you a stag? Nah. <laughs> I got a date. Who? Gabrielle Simpkins. The cheerleader? Uh-huh. What dirt do you have on her? None. I asked her, and she accepted. Wow. You're moving up in the world. Gabby Simpkins? I'm jealous. Why? You've got Trudy. Yeah, but she's no Gabby. And Gabby is no Trudy. Easy, pal. I only meant- You're lucky to have her, Jim. Remember that. Aye, aye, Captain. Hey, we better get some punch ourselves. You think that Joe Kelly spiked it this time, too? There you are. I was wondering where you went. I've been sitting here watching the ocean. It sure is peaceful. No argument there. I don't get down to the water enough. Jim's always loved the ocean. When he was little, Gladys and I used to take him to the beach. Not here, down in Marshville. He loved it. <laughs> I remember one time, he couldn't have been more than two. Jim was sitting in the tide pool, his trunks covered in sand, just laughing his butt off. I remember those days. I used to come with you sometimes. That's right, you did. Jim had his little shovel and pail set that he wouldn't let go of. Both of them blew. 
He would scoop up the sand so quickly that he'd lose his grip on the shovel and the sand would plop on his head. <laughs> he wanted to cry, but Gladys would make him laugh and, and tell him that he was silly. Those were the days. Good times. I failed him, Walt. I failed my son at the time he needs me the most. What are you talking about? This investigation has hit a wall. I've, I've lost my touch. That's bull and you know it. You think so? I needed you, Jim, and Gladys to save me from the Llewellyns up in Maine. I walked right into that one. I must have been blind. I'm getting old. Getting? Who am I kidding? I got old. Join the club. But you still got your badge. I'm retired. Because you chose to retire. You could be out pounding the pavement if you wanted to. No, no. That part of my life is over. I don't have what it takes anymore. That well's run dry. Did you talk to the neighbor lady? Yeah, she wasn't any help. Nothing we didn't know already. She'll make a good witness for the prosecution. Don't give Parker any ideas. We better... Hey! What? Could it be? Could... Al, what the hell are you doing? Come on in, Walt. The water's fine. This is it. This is it. A beer bottle? It's the beer bottle. The one that's missing. Look, it's the same brand. That bottle could be one of dozens floating around the Atlantic. Yeah, but look at the label. It's all picked at. The waves will do that. Not the waves, Jim. What? It's a nervous habit of his. I've seen him do it dozens of times. He picks at the label on the bottle while he's drinking his beer. This, this is the missing bottle. We have no proof that bottle is from the same rack as the others. What do you want? A proclamation from God? It's the same brand, and Jim's handiwork is all over it. I want Jim to be found innocent, too, but we can't... Will you look at that? What? Right there. A red X. Yeah? You're... You're right. This bottle was singled out for some reason from the others in the six-pack. What are you doing? Taking a sniff. Let me guess. It smells like seawater. Yeah, but I'll bet you there's something else in there. Does this town have a lab? Probably. Why? I want to have some tests done on the inside of this bottle. For what? Knockout drops or something like them. You think Harrigan spiked Jim's beer? That would account for the X and why Jim was out like a light on the couch after barely drinking. This bottle isn't that weathered. It hasn't been in a drink for long. It must be from the same rack. Can you talk to Lieutenant Hart and get this examined? If you really want me to. I do. How did this bottle get out of the beach house and into the ocean, Walt? Tell me that. I'll bet you dollars to donuts that you have an idea. Uh-huh. Mike Harrigan tossed it in. But he was dead. Maybe, maybe not. Mr. Nolan, how long had it been since you had seen the late Michael Harrigan? About three years. 
Did you stay in touch? Oh, yeah. We'd send each other birthday and Christmas cards. We'd talk on the phone occasionally when we could find the time. Would you tell the court how you came to meet the late Mr. Harrigan again? I was in my office on Devonshire Street when... Yes, Mom? You'll never guess who's on line one. Then why ask me? Come on, try. Why should I? It'll be fun. I doubt it. Aw, party pooper. All right. How many guesses do I get? Just one. Spiro Agnew. Wrong. Mike Harrigan. The Mike Harrigan? Uh-huh. He's in town, and he wants to talk with you. Thanks, Mom. Spiro Agnew. Is this Central High star quarterback? Hold on, let me check. Yeah, it is. Mike, buddy, how are you? Doing well. How are you and the family? Happy and healthy, thanks. I heard your dad retired. That's right. He's a man of leisure. So you're the big private eye now? <laughs> Maybe a little too big. Still of that sweet tooth. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you should get it pulled. <laughs> if I knew which one it was, I would. Just have them all pulled. On second thought, don't. I don't want to see you gumming Hershey bars. <laughs> don't think I wouldn't. <laughs> Jim, I'm back east for a few days. I'd love to see you. Maybe we could get together, have some beers, and talk about the old times. Sounds good to me. Can you get away from work? Sure, it hasn't been too busy lately. Last month was nuts. Where are you? I've rented a house on the Cape. What town? Dennisport. Classy. <laughs> Don't be too impressed. It was available. What do you say? Around seven? Sounds good. You have a pencil handy? I'll give you directions. I left the office early and drove down there. When did you arrive? Around 5.30. This is a nice place you've rented, Mike. Yeah, reminds me of the reform school. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> you knucklehead. <laughs> Looks like you're running low, pal. Here's another beer. Thanks. That's funny. Hmm, what? The bottle cap's a little loose. Huh, is it flat? Tastes good to me. <laughs> That's the last time I buy the cheap stuff. What is the next thing you remember? Waking up on the couch. A police officer shaking me. Can you describe your surroundings at that time? I don't follow you. What had changed in that room from before you uh, nodded Objection. off? Objection. Mr. Parker is attempting to lead the witness. Your Honor, I am merely looking for facts that will help paint the scene for the jury. Overruled. You will answer the question, Mr. Nolan. Mike was... was dead on the floor. With a bullet in his chest? So I was told by the officers. And what was in your hand? I didn't kill him! What was in your hand? I didn't... By your own statement to the police, you don't remember what happened. I quote, It was the weirdest thing I must have passed out. I loved Mike. He was like the brother I never had. Why would I kill him? At the moment, Mr. Nolan, we are examining your culpability, not your motive. This is ridiculous! I didn't do it! Mr. Nolan, you will mind the tone of your voice or I will cite you for contempt of court. Well, Danson, anything? There's definitely something odd in here, Lieutenant. What did I tell you, Walt? Knockout drops? Something like that. 
With all the seawater that got into the bottle, I can't be certain what drug it is right off the bat, but it's definitely a sedative. With, uh, with some more time, I could do a thorough analysis for you. How long would you need? Around 45 minutes. Thanks, but we can't spare the time. We have to get back to the courthouse as soon as possible. Can you write up a report on this, Danson? Sure. How long will that take? Well, if you don't mind it being handwritten... We don't. Fifteen minutes? As quickly as you can, please. Yes, sir. A uh, reasonable doubt, Walt? I'd say so. The prosecuting attorney won't believe a word of this without an official statement on a letterhead. Then you two go back to the courthouse? With the siren on all the way. Good afternoon, Mrs. Williams. Mr. Mulgrew, nice to see you again. Beautiful day. Picture perfect. Why is it we always seem to meet in the cemetery? We must be on the same biological clock or something. What lovely tulips you have there. Thank you. They were... they were Trudy's favorite. How are you coping? It depends on the day. The pain of missing her has gone from an overwhelming agony to a constant dull ache, so I guess in an odd way, that's progress. My Marie's been gone for almost 12 years. You never forget the good ones. That's true. I've seen your girl's fiancé on the news. What's his name? Nolan? That's right. I'm sure he'll be found innocent. He would never do something like that. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to meet my new granddaughter. How wonderful. What's her name? Jessica. Give her a kiss for me. I certainly will. Here I am, honey. I... I brought some tulips for you. Don't you ever tell your father that I talk to you. He'll start measuring me for a straitjacket. Time to do some planting. Sorry I can't stay for long. What the? This place is usually so well kept. I'll have to call the caretaker when I... Wait a second. There's something under the... Oh, a little more should do it. Oh, there. Oh. It's a photo album? It wasn't here the last time I stopped by. How did... Oh, my God. Damn. What? I got in touch with McManus on the radio, but he can't reach Harlan Stewart to tell him about the toxicology report. He'll keep trying, Al. We'll be at the courthouse in 10, 15 minutes. Can't you drive any faster? My foot's practically through the floor now. Excuse me, ma'am. Yes? You have a visitor outside the courtroom. I do? Patricia Williams. She says she really needs to see you. Uh... 
thanks. Where are you going? I'll be right back. Patty, what are you doing here? Gladys, thank God. I broke every traffic rule in the book getting here. What is it? What's wrong? This was buried near Trudy's grave. Look. Oh, dear God. We'd better show this to Harlan right away. Patty and I brought the dirt-stained photo album into the courtroom. Judge Haber was just sitting down behind the bench. Harlan's eyes opened wide as he flipped through the album's pages. Your Honor? Yes, Mr. Stewart? I request a brief recess. You do? Uh, this recess is very important to my client's case. How long do you need? About 20 minutes. Mr. Parker? No objections, Your Honor. Granted. The jury will remain in the courtroom during this unexpected delay. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, one other request? Yes. May I confer with my client in the jury room? The album was a testament to Mike Harrigan's love for Trudy. The pages were full of pictures. Wherever Jim appeared, his face had been crossed out or ripped away. On the last page, Trudy's obituary. Beside it, in a shaky hand, was written, Die, Jim Nolan, die. Clipped to the album's back cover was a handwritten letter dated a few days before the night Jim and Mike met at the beach house. It began, My dearest Trudy, and disclosed Mike Harrigan's plans for Jim on that fateful night. I have always loved you. I had no choice but to accept the fact that you and Jim had become engaged. But when I read about your death, a death that should have been his, something undeniable welled up inside me, and I knew I had to avenge you. Even at the price of my own life, I must make certain that Jim pays for what he has done. Forever. Jim. Jim. <laughs> Perfect. Time to put the old throwing arm to use one last time. I'll be with you soon, my darling. Our shared pain will be over soon. And we will be together for eternity. And so I hide this album near your resting place, confident that the angels will fly it to you. I'm sure you would approve of my plan. Jim will suffer for my murder, and we will be together for always. I was taught that a man can know no greater love than to lay down his life for a friend. I give my life for you. We will be so happy together in paradise. There. Jim's fingerprints on the gun? And the gun in his hand? <laughs> Surely that busybody Mrs. Cox. 
Cosby will hear the shot and call the cops. A little push on Jim's trigger finger and... Rot in prison, Jim. In view of the new evidence brought to light by Mrs. Patricia Williams and Lieutenant Carmichael, among others, the case against the defendant is dismissed. This court stands adjourned. Mike's mother looks like she's in shock. She's lost her son. It's a terrible thing to bury a child. What could have happened to him? Did he just snap when he read about Trudy? So it seems. I'll be right back. Where are you going? To talk with Sue. Are you sure about that? This probably isn't a good time to... Trust me. Sue, are you all right? No. But I will be. Gladys, I had no idea. Not the slightest clue. Can you, can you ever forgive me for doubting you? Forgive my family. I already have. You're a dear, dear friend. Thank God that's over. I hope the Harrigans can find the will to go on. They were always a strong family, dear. They'll manage. Jim. Huh? Penny for your thoughts. It's nothing. You're free. You should be happy. I, I am. You don't look it. It's just that... How long, Mom? Honey? Just when I think I've finally found the strength to move on with my life without a something like this. How long am I going to have to relive Trudy's death? How many more times? Starring our regular cast. Russell Gold as Jim Nolan. Kim Giannopoulos as Gladys Nolan. Brian Bedard as Lieutenant Walter Carmichael. And Katie Daynert as the narrator. Guest starring in this episode, in order of appearance, were Tom Dusenberry as Judge Haber, Kevin Parr as Bennett Parker, Glenn Haskell as the bailiff, Scott Z as Harlan Stewart, Maureen Boutier as young Mike, Katie Daynert as young Jim, John Specht as Lieutenant Hart, Captain John Tatrazak as Albert Nolan, Micah Touche as Sergeant Tate, Elise Kroik as Clerk Number One, Trisha Groves as Clerk Number Two, Laura Bednarski as Mrs. Harrigan, Monty Klecker as Teenage Mike, Ryan Haskell as Teenage Jim, Ted Wenskus as Mike Harrigan, Tim Black as Danson, Mike Hansen as Mr. Mulgrew, and Wendy Tremont King as Mrs. Williams. Jim Nolan, Private Eye was created by Mike Murphy and Arlene Osborne. Episode 22, The Trial, was written by Mike Murphy. The Jim Nolan Private Eye theme was composed and performed by Vivian Dosko. Please hear more of her wonderful music at myspace.com slash Vivian Dosko. That's V-I-V-I-A-N-D-O-S-K-O-W. Producer, Captain John Tadrazak. Assistant producer, Mike Murphy. Mixer, Daniel Krempa. Script editor, Arlene Osborne. 
Webmaster, Captain John Tadrzak. Art Director, Alexa Chipman. Visit us on the web at misfitsaudio.com and on Facebook. Thanks to Captain John Tadrzak for airing this show. Mike Murphy gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne. All the characters portrayed herein are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual people, living or dead, is purely coincidental. I'm your narrator, Katie Daynert. This is an original production by Misfits Audio. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved.